I, the whole point of pork rinds, though, is to have crunchiness while you're yeah, eating like fried pig skin. Ones. I like the softer ones. And do you really think about it, when you're eating pork rinds, you're just eating deep fried inflated pig skin? Yeah. That, that just sounds disgusting it on so phenomenal. many levels. <laughs> Why would you even... Whoever thought of that? I don't know. Was it like a... I don't know. A starving little Mexican boy is like, I don't know. I don't have anything. I'm going, to, I'm going to throw something in the deep fryer and eat it. And then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, this tastes good. This Let me throw amazing. a little spices on it. And all we go. Oh, man. Dude, I don't know, man. And you know what? You wonder why I don't like pork rinds? Because I think of that every time. I just think of like <laughs> dipping a pig into the, into the grease and then just pulling it out. Pulling it out and going, oh, let me bite into it. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. It's, you know what it is? What? It's the white man's chimichanga. <laughs> it's so white man's chimichanga. <laughs> so there was one thing last piece of weird news i didn't know if you knew this i didn't know this back in 2017 gatorade was banned and fined three hundred thousand dollars for bad mouthing water in a video game toy story gatorade Toy Story? I'm hungry. You're hungry for more pork rinds, apparently. Uh, the white, Like I said, the white man's chimichanga while they sit around and watch football on a Saturday or Sunday, Sunday or, or Monday or Thursday or what other day of the week else they do football. Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't watch the ball sport thing. The ball sport. <laughs> the ball sports. Yay, my ball goes over there and yours goes over here. But oh. it takes teamwork. Although I will say, uh, a show I have recently really gotten to enjoy uh, is um, Ted Lasso on Apple on Apple TV. No it's idea. a yeah, I know you don't have the service, so you can't watch it. But oh. I've actually gotten. To, I just finished season two, and that was a wonderful loveliness of a show. I wasn't a go I, I was like, oh let me watch it. Let's see if it actually is good, like people say. And it actually is very is good. good. Yeah. It, I'll have to have you watch it sometime. But anyways. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted Lasso. But anyways, welcome to another episode of User Words. Uh joined once again with Mr. Johnson. My name is Aaron. Mr. Johnson, last time uh we got together to record and everything. <laughs> what why why the grimacing? Just, oh, I'm slow. Uh I'm hoping one day it won't be so slow. No comment. We talked about a couple things. One of them being fear. Yeah. We we started off with that uh, in part one, kind of that fear in general, uh, with you coming in with the premise that you're thinking that it is healthy to live with fear. Just a small smidgen, but then... And fear and is more so just caution. Well, how I was thinking of it. You were thinking of it as caution, not fear. No, yeah. And then once you realize all the physiological and psychological effects that fear, especially There's constant no fear, now. has on a person, you're like, oh, wait, my mind has been changed. <laughs> Bring down the change by mind banner. My mind yes, has been changed. It has happened. Now, this is going to sound completely opposite now of last week. And yeah. you know why that is? Yes. Why? 
Because we'll be talking about the fear of God. The fear of God, yes. Which so, is something we should have. <laughs> right. So that was going to be my first question to you. Should you live with that constantly? Because what does that mean? Uh, what do you mean by constantly? Should that always be something that's in the forefront of your mind? Should that be always something that you're thinking about? Should that be something that you live with constantly? The fear of God. Now, that being said... I want to hear your answer first, oh, and, and this yeah, is going to sound yeah. this is going to sound weird because I want your answer first, and yeah. then I want you to define for me what your thought is on what the fear of God is. Oh, it's very simplistic and non 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 big brain. That's okay. I, okay. I that's why I want to hear from you first before right. we start going into it. So, all right. Should always. Be. So should we always have a constant like fear of God? in the back of our head, especially as Christians. <laughs> I'm trying to, I mean, granted, I'm not going to remember really anything from it because it was a while ago, but I remember Pastor Pastor Dave having a sermon on it. Okay. And he was, uh, all right, back to it. Um, I, would, I wouldn't say always, like where it's always like, oh, oh. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. It's like you're not, I guess in my mind, you're not supposed to be like terrified of God. But it's just like you realizing who he is and what he is capable of. And you're just some little, little, little piece of creation that he could be like, just swipe you out and wipe you out just at the thought. But he doesn't. I remember Pastor Dave saying that we grow out of it or something to that effect. As whereas your relationship, you know, you continue in your relationship with God, mm -hmm. it's like that fear is replaced by something else. That something else I don't entirely remember. <laughs> okay. But I feel like so. I guess I guess my question would be though: is 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 realizing like the power of God, and I guess in my mind that's what you, like you would in the sense be fearful of is realizing all of what He is and what He is, can do. I mean, look in the past. I mean, granted that was all Old Testament stuff, but like. You look at the flood and stuff like he could do stuff to just wipe out humanity. Yep. Like he, he ain't short of any power of doing any of that. So it's just like, could do this if you wanted to. I'm sure there's some people that probably think that he brought the plague upon us to <laughs> do some correction. I don't know. I've never looked into that. I've always thought about looking into that, but I'm sure there's Christians out there that are like, oh, this is. Wiping. This is here to wipe people out. I was like, oh, that'd be weird. I don't think, wait, he wouldn't do that though, would he? Well, no. Why no, he? no. Okay, that's different. I'm just thinking of the flood, but that was, he would never. He would never flood the earth again. Never flood the earth again. Yeah, it's not just, yeah. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Okay, so, you, you, so to summarize your answer then. Yeah. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, fear isn't something that should always be there. You kind of grow out, out of it over time. I feel okay. like you should always have 
something there to some point and never get too okay so so let me ask this then get too yeah. get too comfortable with it yeah let me ask this so what do you define the fear of god as uh I is it just straight up fear or is it something else well, that's, oh, I guess, no, I wouldn't think it's like just straight up fear. That's where I was just thinking of, to a point, it's realizing who he is and just knowing that he is all powerful kind of thing. But it's not like, that's the thing. It's you're not like shuddering and trying to hide away from him and interacting with him because you're terrified of him. Mm-hmm. What would it be then? I don't know what else would it be. <laughs> I don't know. I've always, I haven't, I don't know. Okay, so if you're not scared of something, right? Yeah. And you're kind of sitting there in awe of something by its power and, gra- and oh, grandeur yes, and majesty, yeah. that's Grand called reverence. Yes. You're having reverence for something. So and that always is gotcha. kind of weird, you know, you, you have to equate fear as reverence. reverence. And it's like, because there two different wordings completely in the English language. Yeah. But when you read through the Bible, many times it talks about fearing the Lord. Um, Right. You know, it it, it talks about that. And then you read the biblical scholar um, passages. So again, biblical scholars who, you know, make their life and money and, you know, livelihood studying the Bible, interpreting the Bible and everything. How does that, how um, does that work? They, they say that it, it's essentially coming back to the fact that it's not, we don't need to fear anger um, it, it, because God really isn't the same as like a tyrant or a dictator. Right. You know, it, it's that fear is more that reverence, that awe, that thing that helps us to keep from doing the things that maybe we want to do that we know we shouldn't do because God, right. God says, hey, don't do this at you know, because hey, I, right. I know it's it's, it's better for you. Yes. So, my answer to the whole question, you know, that I asked you, um, which is completely opposite of the answer that I gave for the other one, which is, I think it's always good to have a healthy, yeah, fear of God constantly. Constantly, okay. And I don't think it's something you should grow out of. Now. What you were talking about earlier, yeah. when you, you know the, you were talking about, you know the mass message that Pastor Dave gave and everything. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> he was talking about real fear at that okay, point. Okay, he was. He he was saying like, you know, at at first, you know, you know, some people are com- you know come to God through you know the idea of God being loving and gracious oh. and everything, and some go, you know, come to God and go, and they come a way of. I can't believe, you know, that as humanity, we're, we're still de- here. destined for sin, we're, oh. we're, we're destined for hell, that we're here like this, and we're doing these things. Mm-hmm. And we have, some people have that natural fear of like, God could smite me at any time or whatever. And, and that is a natural reaction to something that is outside of your control and something that has ultimate long-term consequences. 
I'm not going to deny that, you know. Right. You know, and, and especially for maybe a non-Christian or someone of another religion, that's like always a constant thing. It's like, what what are you guys believing in with all this? And so I get that where, you know, some people it might start out as legitimate, legitimate fear, fear. Not fear of God as in reverence, but fear as in fear what God could do. Could do to him, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, at that, that point, you happen. do have to grow out of that fear yes. eventually because you then, because by staying in that fear, you limit yourself so much. You only experience this minuscule little portion of God over in this corner. A lot of it, which is what you see kind of in that Old Testament style, you know, that more judging and wrathful God that you see in there, you know. Sodom and Gomorrah, the, the flood, like you mentioned earlier, the plagues of Egypt, <laughs> you know, the various things going on there. Uh, All those things that would make people very fearful of what is going little, on. Be a little scared. So, yes, in that case, yeah, fear, <laughs> fear, fear is a very legitimate response in those things. Yes. You know, but at the same time, you have to imagine, so... Let's take the, the the plagues, for example, right? Yes. You have to imagine the, the Egyptians were very much in fear, scared of what was going on. Right. But at the same time, you have to imagine Abraham. Well, I just said Abraham. Wow. Abraham. Moses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Uh, Moses and Aaron yeah. were very much probably in awe oh, for of sure. what was going on. But they, they both were, were in fear. They were in fear because of the power and majesty and the control that God had. Yeah. They were, it was like a reverence. Yeah. Uh, you know, Moses, I almost called him Abraham again. Moses and Aaron. <laughs> I think because there's an A in there, it's making my brain go bleh. And then at the same time, you have the Egyptians who were completely fearful for everything that was going on around them with the various, you know, the river turning to blood, the frogs. The yeah, those are the frogs. I can't, the locust. They should have just had like bur burrowing spiders as one of the plagues. I think people would oh have been really gosh. freaked out. Spiders I, that burrow into people's skin, uh, lay eggs, and then the, the spiders come out. You might make a movie. Why don't you? You know what? I think I will. The 11th plague. The 11th plague. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I wonder, like, even... Because, obviously, like, there was, the, there was the whole thing. I mean, um, what was that? See, now I don't remember this part of it. Yeah, that was just the last one. It was where you covered your... Uh, your like the door or like the frame or whatever, and was it like lamb's blood or something like that. Oh, so the, the angel the, of death would the, pass. Yes, for it was essentially where if they didn't do the lamb's blood on the the door frame, the firstborn would die. Yeah, I wonder like how terrified people, even though that they did it, would be for that night to come past. Well, you had to imagine at that time. You know, there was a lot of going on. Yeah. But They'd they had, had they had to have they had to have faith in that that's what was happening. They've oh, seen yeah. how they're protected, you know, from other things going on, and right. you know, it would be one thing if that was the first plague. Oh my god, that hit them. Right. But it was the last. Yep. And they had seen how God had been helping them through the other ones. It, it, it's like, um, yeah. I hate to say it this way. 
It's like you were in college. You don't jump Ryan to Spanish three. You start at Spanish one. <laughs> you got to you got you got to build up, okay? And that's the same thing in our lives too. You you don't. And some people go, oh, just dive right into just, the deepest part of the faith pool and start swimming and keep going. You'll be good. That's not how it always goes because a lot of those people who dive right into the end part, yes, there are going to be some who are going to be like, oh, I'm swimming and I'm treading water. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But a lot of people are going to do that big dive, you know, right away and they are just going to drown because like Jesus says in the New Testament, you know, a lot of people, they, you know, some people might try do this, but it's like a weed, you know, if it's on the path to the side, you know, when the rocky areas where they don't have a lot of good soil, in other words, a good foundation yeah. underneath them, they're going to grow quickly, but they're not going to have a base, and then they're going to wither and die when a pres- some sort of pressure Something. comes. Yeah, You know, same thing, you dive head first deep into that faith pool, you don't have a good foundation under you, in other words, you haven't taken swimming 101 you're not going to do so well. This is going to be a scary, scary trip. <laughs> and, and, and in this case, swimming 101 could be um, anything from, hey, basic Bible reading to, you know, taking maybe a basic uh, Bible class, a theology mm. class or something like that, you know, stuff like that. Um, or maybe theology class is 102 and Bible reading is 101, you know, s- stuff like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I felt so stupid. This is many years ago but uh, being uh, being at a friend's house and talking about they're at school and their parent was like right there with us we were talking <laughs> they had brought up theology class i was like oh that's got to be the worst and then at my <laughs> at the moment i didn't i don't know why i didn't make the connection is theology is like studying the bible and stuff like that i was like oh yeah it- it it yeah. is it, it's a little bit more than yeah. just studying the Bible. It's it's it, like w- studying the actual like various uh, precepts behind the various things in there. You yeah. know, well, you know, we always say, "Hey, this is why you do communion." Well, why is communion this way? What what's the theology behind it? What is the theology behind the fear of God? What is the theology behind the love of God? What is There's the theology behind salvation? What is the theology behind this, that, you know, was a theology, you know, because if you're Catholic, you have, you would study the theology of trans, uh, was it transubstitiation? However you say it. Trans, that's trans. where they, that's where they believe that the, the cracker and the wine turn into the actual body and blood. Uh. But that's also where you studied, like, in general, stuff like the theology of atonement uh Uh, you know and why christ dying on a cross was the ultimate sacrifice that paid for everything and why you we can't do it on our own it's not just you know oh i believe this it's actually going through and and you actually have to like cross-reference stuff and it just becomes a thing it yeah it's hard i've always wondered i feel like i've asked some of my friends that are Catholic, but like what it was at, at, it was at a wedding where they had to like go and bring something before Mary or offer something to Mary. Was it, did they bring a flower? I don't know. It was weird, but they walked over and then knelt before Mary and did something for Mary and then came back to the center. This, the, 
I guess the whole service continued. But Mary is a really big thing in the Catholic. Yeah, uh, and depending on who you ask in the Catholic Church, they'll either say, oh, we don't pray to Mary or this. But then you talk to other people and it's like, yeah, you do. But uh, that that one I haven't studied enough of to kind of go down that path. Yeah, but yeah. regardless of the fact. That's interesting. Regardless of the fact. Yeah. Bringing it back here, Mr. Johnson. Back. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Because, you know, like we were talking about, um, you know, fear of God. So let me ask you this. Why is it important to have the fear of God? What what does that do for you? I think it's kind of, well, in my mind, it's kind of like what you said earlier. Is so it's like you're not just off <sighs> going willy-nilly and doing whatever you want, thinking there's no, going to be no consequences for it kind of thing. Right. It's just something to keep you in check and make you think about, oh, this could do bad for me, <laughs> whether it's short-term or long-term or whatever. But that was my always my main, I guess, thought on that is why. Yeah. Okay. That's the only thing I've ever thought. So I, I think, it, it yeah, it carries a couple things. One being kind of what you talked about. It, it kind of brings um, the gravity mm-hmm. and severity of sin into fuller view. Yeah. Because if we kind of sit back and look at it and think about it, you know, the fact is, the fact is that God is holy and he can't have anything non-holy in his sight, period, full stop, can't be done. Okay, so if if we look back and analyze that, you know, from a subjective and an objective point of view, yeah, about how this works, we have to realize that we as humans like to be very selfish. We like to be very sinful, and yeah. sometimes not even intentionally. You know, and we something happens. happens and we catch ourselves going into an area that we never thought we'd go down. Yeah, you know. But I, I wonder also, and uh, let me ask your opinion on this. Uh-oh. Can the fear of God bring you into a better relationship with God? I mean, I would think so. Why? I guess just the first thought is, because if you do have the fear, you're just saying, can it bring you into a better relationship with him? That's all okay. you're asking, right? Well, I'm I'm a, I'm just asking. Right. I'm asking how, like, how how does oh it? how well yeah how is it how is having that fear how can that make it a better relationship yeah I mean I guess I'm just trying to think if I mean if you follow well, I guess I'm just thinking of if you're having that fear and that causes you to follow. Him, or followed, I guess, not just be willy nilly and go mm-hmm. off and doing whatever you want. I guess I'm trying to think. I mean, wouldn't that over at least over time? Well, maybe let me put this way because I think this. I uh, so this is from William D. Eisenhower. Yeah. Uh, from Christianity Today. I'm not going to read the whole like article or quote of this, I th- but okay. there's, I think, one part in here that helps maybe frame it better. Okay. Okay? For in truth, 
the world's threats are temporary. When we expect uh, God to balance the stress of the world, we reduce him to the world's equal. Hold up. What was that last part? To what? When we expect God to balance the stress of the world, we reduce him, God, to the world's equal. In other words, this world Whoa. is a very temporal, limited yeah. time span. A, yeah. that we're on it, um, on the earth. B, that it's going to be around. And C, of the time we get to enjoy it. You know, uh, when I say That's time we sure. get to enjoy it, you know, as far as your health and how well a quality of life you have. Because you could be living for 99 years, but maybe only able to actually enjoy life for maybe 70 of those years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so when I say that, that's why. So what he's saying is, you know, hey, you know, we look around the world and what is happening in the world is temporary. Mm -hmm. What is God? God is not temporary. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, he's, eternal. He's infinite, internal, right? Yes. So if we're more concerned about what is happening with the world, and that's not to say not to be concerned about, you know, children starving over in our country or the refugee problems or anything like that. It doesn't mean not to be caring and concerning for yeah. your fellow man. It, what it really means is if you're more concerned about what your neighbor thinks about you because of your beliefs and what you follow than what God, who God is, then, you know, you're, you're, you're doing, you're putting more of your faith and your hope into worldly things, mm. you know, and then at the, at the same time, if we're so concerned about, you know, the stress of work or the stress of money or the stress yeah. of this, this, and we put that before God and we're saying, well, I'm going to put the, the temporal, the temporary things in front of God. Yeah. Okay. We're not respecting God at all, that. you know, but having that healthy fear kind of puts things in perspective. Yeah. God is eternal. We're going to be with God eternally if you're a Christian. Everything else, uh, yeah, not so much. It's eventually going to be burned away. Reduced to, what, what was, what is that? Well, what is it with the, thieves breaking and steel, uh, moth and rust destroy? And, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it even talks about Revelation eventually. Yeah. The earth will be destroyed. The so new one's on its way. Even all that gold and everything that you're hoarding up because of the great financial collapse, guess what? It doesn't matter. It's going away. It's not going past the grave with you. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes. So, having a, a healthy fear of God is a great thing to have, honestly. I don't, mm. I don't think that's anything wrong with that. I think it's something that will be good to have um, going forward. But Which having fear, fear in the changes. right... Say that again? How the fear changes. Yeah, and I would say make sure it's the right type of fear, not the yeah. fear I'm cowering in the corner fear. It's the fear of reverence and awe fear. Yes. So that's, I've never heard, heard it described as that before. And it's hard to keep that in perspective. I thought it, they it, were separate. It's hard to keep that in perspective at times because, yeah. and, and this is kind of a fault of our English language in some way. Mm. Our English language is very... You know, weird. I'm sure if this was in German, this would be so descriptive, you, it would make perfect sense. But I'm not a German speaker, so I can't tell no, you I that. i got to start learning German. <laughs> because, you know, any of those languages, which are very, you know, they, they're very, they have like five million words for like one English word. You know, and each, each 
word means a slightly different variation of the English way to do oh things. Oh my gosh. So it's uh. more descriptive than what we have, essentially, is what I'm getting at. English can sometimes yeah. be, for lack of better terms, not exactly the most direct way to say things. So. Jeez Louise. That hurts the brain. <laughs> oh, there's a lot more to hurt the brain after that. <laughs> but yeah, so th- that's kind of the weirdness of it, you know. And and you kind of, and I get it. It's not exactly the easiest thing to comprehend, especially when you go, well, I was supposed to fear and God is love, perfect love. And you're like, how do these things work together? together. How do they go together? They do it. Yep. So I'm going to finish up here with um, another quote here from William D. Eisenhower. Uh, So he has an article called Fearing God in Christianity Today. And here's the rest of it here that I, I think is pertinent and kind of sums it up here. As I walk with the Lord, I discover that God possesses an ominous threat to my ego, but not to me. He rescues me from my delusions so he may reveal the truth that sets me free. He casts me down, only to lift me up again. He sits in judgment of my sin, but forgives me nonetheless. Fear fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but love from the Lord is its completion. 